friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're here. Every week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Can you guys believe that Christmas is just around the corner? If you've still not found the perfect gifts, you need to check out Z Supply. In fact, I'm not lying. I'm wearing a Z Supply t-shirt right now. From cozy cardigans and thermals to matching sets for you and your pup, Z Supply makes it easy to shop for everyone on your list. As a gift for my listeners, that's you guys, Z Supply is offering a once a year exclusive only available on their site, zsupplyclothing.com. Basically, the more you spend, the more you'll save. Plus, you'll get free two-day shipping on any order. So what are you waiting for, guys? Get the perfect gift from Z Supply. Okay, friends, you are listening to episode number 171. It is our second episode into December with only two more to go after this one before the new year. Today, my guest is Gina Holiday. Gina lives in Minnesota with her husband and two kids. She's an artist and an illustrator. Four years ago, she started Spoonful of Faith, and two years ago, she left her full-time job to pursue this full-time. Her style is unique and beautiful. In fact, at the end of the show, I'm going to give you a discount code plus a giveaway opportunity. This show is fun and deep all in one. We start out talking about all the throwbacks to life that our kids will never know about, like AOL, recording songs from the radio, and when we used to go to the computer lab to check our email... Gina starts off the show with sharing about her faith becoming real to her, even though she grew up with a father as a pastor. Gina also lives with lupus, and today we talk about her hope for healing and the way that God has moved in her life because of lupus, even though her healing doesn't look exactly the way she wants it to be. I loved when she starts talking to us about learning how to walk with God, not only in the good times, but also in the hard times. Do we know how to walk with him in bad times? Do we know how to walk with him in those trials and tribulations, in those times where we feel like our body is abandoning us or giving up on us, Like, but we still are trying to trust in his word? We don't know how to do that. And I think that when we go through those situations, it allows us to see a new facet of God. All right, guys, if you know anything about me, you know that I love Instagram. And if you want to share anything about this show, find me there. I'm at Jamie Ivy. Also, be sure and check out Gina's Instagram to see her artwork and family life. Hey, guys, if you don't know, we have a group over on Facebook that's dedicated just to you happy hour listeners. So come find us over there. Just go to jamieivy.com slash happy hour Facebook. Join the conversation where each week we talk about things we love from the show and just really get to know people around the world that also love the happy hour. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Gina. Hey, Gina, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you. We have never met. And in fact, we were just talking before we started recording that one of your online friends, um, Sarah, recommends you to be on the show. And so thank you, Sarah, for sending this in. Right. Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't even know Sarah that well, do you? No, I mean, we met online. We're, we're friends online. We're really good friends online, but I've never met her in person. No. Isn't that funny? I don't know how old you are, but I'm 39. I'm 30. Okay. You're 30. Oh, I'm like Mm -hmm. 10 years older than you. Look at me. I'm like, I'll be, I'll be full of wisdom for you. I'll be full of wisdom for you today. No, but I always like think to my kids, my kids will know online their entire life. And I didn't know online until I got to college. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, we were, me and my sister were just laughing about like in middle school, we would come home from school and go on AOL instant messenger and like yes. chat all night oh, long. Totally. We yep. just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, what was your screen name? Like it, oh gosh, it was just, it's just bad. 
But that's, that's so funny. My husband, Aaron, and I, some of our first conversations were through AOL Instant Messenger. Isn't that crazy? You know what? I was just thinking about that. Um, my first phone was like the Nokia. And I remember it was like, it was just like straight text. Like you could text or call. And the te- and like the words took up most of the screen. What It was like one game on there was Snake. And that was like the game everybody played. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's so funny. And... Aaron and I had these phones that were like walkie-talkies. Do you remember this? Like you could either call on it or you could do it like a walkie-talkie. I which, think they were called like three-way or something. Who knows? That, 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 I can't remember, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. So before, remember before they had like lyric sites where you could just look yes. up what the words were? I would record like songs off the radio onto a tape cassette and like play it back so so I could write down all the words so I knew all the words to the song. Girl, we all did that. <laughs> We all did that. And this made me think it too. When we would record it from the radio, I'd be like pissed if the DJ started talking over the song. I'm yes. like, no, I'm trying to get a mixtape here. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, the days. Oh, um, okay. Well, I love our little like throwback, throwback hour right there. <laughs> okay. So I have a list of a lot of things I want to talk about with you. So we will jump in and I would just love to hear this because you grew up in a big family, pastor's kid in church. I'm assuming your whole life, you know, and just kind of surrounded by faith when you were 25, 26 is when you like rededicated your life to the Lord. I just Mm want to hear that part of your testimony. Like what led to that? How did that transpire? All the things, how has that changed your life? I want to hear all of that stuff. Oh yeah. So I grew up pretty much in church, around church, going to church, like, I don't know how many times a week. It was nuts. Like my family was very dedicated and we didn't miss a Sunday. Like, but as I grew, as I was a kid, I didn't really understand a lot of things. I did obey my parents because I was just, that was just my personality. I always just listened and did the right thing. And I didn't really understand why I was doing the right thing. I just did it because I wanted my parents to be happy, you know? Uh And so like, it wasn't until I was about a junior or senior in high school that I started to like, be like, well, I don't really know like what I believe because I've always just believed because I was told to believe this, Mm. you know, I had definitely seen God work and I just, I mean, I saw so much as a child growing up that it was normal to me. And I didn't know if that was, I guess I just kind of come to a point where I was like, it wasn't real to me. I didn't have a personal experience. I didn't personally have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just had this religion, you know? And so that's really what it was when I went, um, I ended up going to school at Northern Illinois University for a year. And then I came back home. And then then that whole process of going to college um, and I ended up finishing college here in Minnesota I just kind of was on a path of like, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to like live for for God and if I'm going to do that, I'm going to be all in or I'm going to be all out. And Mm. I had just seen so many people like growing up that were trying to live up to um, an idea or work for their salvation and um, with very like legalistic views of like wrong and right. I think people, they could never, they could never live up to it. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what I saw my entire life. So I just was like, if, if I can't do it, then what's the point? And so I just said, I'm done. Like I'm done. I quit going to church. My parents obviously weren't very happy about that. Right. Yes. (laughs) 
But they kind of, with all of my siblings, as we became adults, were like, well, you know, we did our part and we're just trusting God will bring them back. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was, I was like 25. I just like had been internally asking these questions, but I didn't realize I was. I was asking them, what am I doing? What's the point? What's the point to life? When I was 19, so this is like right after high school, I was actually diagnosed with lupus. And, um, I just remember being really ups, like really mad. Like, I don't know, like I, I had psoriasis really bad as like, as like a flare up mm-hmm. and like different things going on in my skin and then my body. And I didn't feel good all the time. And I just remember being like, just mad. Like throughout high school, I was an athlete and I was really involved in things. And then it was kind of like my body betrayed me. So I just kind of went off in, in college and just was like, whatever, I'm just going to live how I want to live when I was about 24, 25. Now at this point, I I finished college. I was actually working in retail merchandising at a small company here. And then I was like moving over into the marketing side of things. Cause that's what I went to school for. And I had a really good job, but I wasn't happy. <laughs> and I had, and like my husband, now that I've been, we've been married for three years, we dated for about five years before we got married. But so we were together at that time, but I just remember being like, I have everything that I thought I would be happy with, but I was missing something. It was just something missing, you know? And so I had come to this place of like a depression. I was just not happy with life, like dealing with my illness and my body, as well as just like not being happy with the things that I had. I'm like, if life is just going to work every day and then living for a vacation, then what's the point? Like, I just felt so like over it. So were you, you were living with your boyfriend who's your husband now, right? Yep. Were you saying these things out loud or was this just internal? This was internal. This was like anybody, and it's crazy because like, you know, a lot of times when people are dealing with that kind of stuff, they're not telling anybody and it's just something that's going on inside. And like my friends would have thought I was happy and fine. You know, it would be more in the self, like reflection Mm -hmm. moments like this is not like doing anything this is not going anywhere I'm not happy you know I don't feel fulfilled it's interesting that you this is what I we were I was just talking with some girlfriends about this this morning it's funny because you knew the answer yeah but yeah. you didn't really know God yes yes that's, that's how exactly I felt about me for so long I knew all the answers and I knew that yeah. like the church answer and the right answer was that Jesus is our fulfillment and all the things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you didn't know him or trust him. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to look back. I'm sure you feel like this way sometimes. I'm like, it was right in front of me the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, he was right there. He was always there. Mm. He never left me. And I didn't know that. You know, I never knew him for myself. I always knew him, you know, from the word or from what I was told from other people or what I saw in other people's lives. I never knew him for me. And Mm -hmm. I was asking all these questions, like, internally. And one night, it just hit me. Like I remember I was in my room and, um, I just felt him speaking to me. Like, and I never felt, I never felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. I never felt any of that. So it was just like, Whoa. And all the, the only thing he said to me was if I am the creator of the world, why wouldn't you ask me, you know, where to go and what to do? Why would you be asking Mm. everything else except for the one that created you? And I was just like, it was like light bulb moment. Like what? Like, duh. Like, mm. of course you. And like, at, like it, like night and day, Jamie, like right, like overnight. Wow. I was like, I, I'm like, God spoke to me. Like I, 
like that. I was like, I'm done. Like, I just want to live for him. I called my dad like the next day. I'm like, I'm coming to church. You know, I haven't been in like years or like I only went on like Easter (laughs) and Mother's Day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he was just like, okay, like what, you know, what happened? And I got, I like rededicated my life like that weekend. I'm like, I know the answer. And ever since then, like I've saw, I've seen God just very strong in my life. And just always hearing his guidance. And he just brought me out of like a really, you know, dark depression. And I've seen things just, it just changed drastically. So it, and within that, then he started opening my eyes to other things that I could be doing and um, using the gifts and things that he's given me that were, you know, hidden away or locked away that I didn't know were there. Well, I do have this question though, because this happens in people's lives. Either, you know, they hear about Jesus for the first time or they finally decide, you know what, like you, this is, there's more to this life. I'm going to listen to God and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to follow Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of times this happens. There's somebody else in the picture. Mm -hmm. So what was going on with Adrian in this time? (laughs) I remember I told him I heard from God and he was just like, He's like, okay, like go to sleep. Like he thought I was going <laughs> Like you're like dreaming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, no. And like God had given me like um, stuff to tell Adrian, like when he spoke to me like that, so he would know it was him. And my husband was like, no, no, that's not true about me. Later on, come to, to find out that it was, but he kind of like, it was hard, but he was, he was very much dedicated to me, I think. And I mm-hmm. believe he really loved me that he was just like, he, he told me like, I, I believe there is a God. I just don't know him. You know, mm. like I always believe there is a God. And I feel like a lot of people believe that he exists, but they don't have a personal relationship or know him. And, and, um, he continued to walk with me through that. I remember I got a lot of flack from people because we got married probably, like, right, it was very quickly after that because we had already been dating for like five years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's happening here? You know, I was yeah. waiting. I was already waiting. But um, I just remember a lot of people not being upset, but just being more or less like, well, if he's not, you know, believing the same as you, then you shouldn't be marrying him, et cetera. And I just really trusted God with it because I knew Adrian was the one for me. Mm-hmm. And I believed that God would allow us to be a light and you and use us in a way for his family and, you know, just both of our families. And he's been along for the ride. Now he, um, like, I'm very like strong in my faith and like, but in he, in the past year, God has done some miraculous things that have opened his eyes and just shown him. And he's, um, on that path with God and having a relationship with him personally himself. So it's really cool, um, to see it now. It was hard at first for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Walking through that. I'm sure that is. Um, okay. So that I'm sure that that has changed the way you have dealt with your um, lupus that you said you were diagnosed at 19, because I feel like, well, I don't feel like it. I know to be true, dealing with the hard things in life um, with a faith versus without is completely different. And so yeah, what does that look like for you on the flip side of following Jesus, of still dealing with something that? Forgive me for my innocence. I mean, my ignorance about lupus. I don't think it goes away. Am I right? No, it's a chronic. It's a chronic illness and it can go into remission um, where you're not really having as many symptoms. But I mean, at first it was, it was really bad. It was really bad for a very long time. And, And when I gave my life to Christ, it was, I don't know how many, how much medicine I was taking a day. It was bad. And, and I just remember like 
growing up in an environment where I thought that like, well, God's going to heal you. Like he's going to heal you overnight and like, you're going to be fine. And I like, as an adult, I've learned that like a lot of healing comes over time. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, does he still not good? And, you know, and so it's brought me to a different place mentally. Um, but I remember in the beginning of like following him that he spoke to my spirit and just told me like, not to worry about it. And I, I thought like, well, am I supposed to stop taking my medicine? Like, I don't want to stop taking my medicine. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, if I believe in, in have faith in you and what you're possible or able to do, then, you know, how do I show that? And he just was like, don't worry about it. Mm. <laughs> like live your life without focusing on it. Do everything that you can do in your ability and don't give it thought. And I was just like, okay, like, and then he's like, you'll see your healing. Like you, if you continue to live life, I've seen people, we've seen people that have, you know, had legs amputated, had different things gone in their body and they're able to accomplish so much more than they ever thought they possibly could because they didn't allow it to keep them down. Mm -hmm. And now I don't, I think like, it doesn't mean that I feel great every day. It doesn't mean that I don't still have scares and things that I go to the doctor with. And um, I've seen such a tremendous growth in my health by focusing on the good things and just, um, you know, really when those days are hard, really pulling on God to just like get me through it, Lord, just get me through it. Allow me to rest, allow me to have peace about it. And it's literally been night and day. Like my husband, he knows because he was with me with, in some of like the hardest times where he'd have to like literally carry me from like I, my knees would swell and mm. like have to literally carry me from like the car to like my bed, you know, or where he had to bathe me in my bathtub. And it's like crazy because over time, my health has gotten so much better. And I'm just... um I'm very hopeful, but I'm also like, I also know that that's an area that the enemy may try to attack again. And I still just have to have faith and trust in God that he is who he says he is. Mm. And that, you know, he sees me whole. That's one thing he would continually tell me is like, see yourself the way that I see you. Like, even if you can't do those things, like you can do those things with me. Like maybe it's going to be a different way. Maybe it's, maybe you're not going to be able to um, run the marathon now, but maybe you'll be able to run it later, you know, like, yeah. but just continue to keep that hope. And that has seriously transformed my, my life as well as my health. I've seen just by not giving that all that focus, how in, you know, years now, this isn't like overnight, right. it has been multi, though it has been years where I've seen now, wow, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, he's brought me so far, like mm. so far. Okay, guys, I know you're loving this conversation that we're having, but first I want to thank our sponsors who make the happy hour possible. Do you want to give your kid the world? With little passports, you can. Travel the world with your kids by your side without ever leaving your home. Show them the Eiffel Tower in France and the Taj Mahal of India and the rainforest of Brazil through monthly packages delivered to your door. Every month is a new experience. Your child will receive a package in the mail that includes letters, souvenirs, activity booklets, map markers, stickers, and more. One parent shared that her child waits for this little passport package each month, the way lions and tigers in the zoo wait for feeding time. How cute is that? If you're looking for gift list ideas to give the grandparents, let them know about little passports. 
It really is the best gift for kids and the excitement will continue long after Christmas is over. They have subscriptions for ages 3 through 13, along with perfect stocking stuffers under $30, like a World Coin Collection Kit or a Coral Reef Growing Kit. Go online to littlepassports.com slash happy hour and check out all of the Little Passport subscriptions and find special holiday deals. But hurry, you guys, order now that your gift arrives in time for the holidays. I'd also like to thank Ring. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer. Today, over a million people use the amazing Ring video doorbell to help protect their homes. Ring knows home security begins at the front door, but it doesn't end there. So now they're extending that same level of security to the rest of your home with the Ring floodlight cam. Just like Ring's amazing doorbell, floodlight cam is a motion activated camera and floodlight that connects right to your phone with HD video and two-way audio that lets you know the moment anyone steps on your property. See and speak to visitors, even set off an alarm right from your phone. With Ring's floodlight cam, when things go bump in the night, you'll immediately know what it is. Whether you're home or away, the Ring floodlight cam lets you keep an eye on your home from anywhere. Ring floodlight offers the ultimate in-home security with high visibility floodlights and powerful HD camera that puts security in your hands. With Ring, you're always home. Guys, save up to $150 off a Ring security kit when you go to ring.com slash happy hour. Ring.com slash happy hour. That's ring.com slash happy hour. Okay, here is the rest of my conversation with Gina. Yeah, and I heard you say, and I I read that you said about how you were talking about with just walking through some depression and lupus and things like that, Mm -hmm. that you know God in new ways because of that. Oh, yes. And I love that concept because I think sometimes we can look at our lives and just see how hard things have been. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it isn't until we get on the other side that we do look back and go, man, God, I I know you more because I went through that. But it's hard to tell someone in the moment, hey, don't worry. (laughs) You're going to know God and love God more because of this pain, you know? (laughs) Right, right, exactly. But it's true, isn't it? It's so true. And it's not that, and I think that's where I've come, like I, before I used to think like, oh, everything happens for a reason. And now I'm more or less like, it it doesn't necessarily have to happen for a reason, but God can use it for purpose. And when you're in those hard times, I think like, I just grew up with the mentality that like, if you're doing everything right, you should not have hard times, but I don't, but that's not true. Like that's not not true at all. No, the Bible says at all. Like it tells us you will have trouble. Yes. Like very clearly. Fear not. Tribulation will arrive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, um, I think that when that comes on us, people quickly want to like throw out faith, you know, but it's like, he very clearly, like he just, he told us we would have this, Mm -hmm. but it may, it allows us to be able to walk in that with him and we're we know how to walk in walk with him in good times but we do we know how to walk with him in bad times Mm. do we know how to walk with him in those trials and tribulations in those times where we feel like our body is abandoning us or giving up on us like Mm. but we still are trying to trust in his word do we know we don't know how to do that and i think that when we go through those situations it allows us to see a new like facet of God. Like there's so many layers and levels to him that we don't, we haven't even touched, you know, that when we are able to go through some of the things that we experience here on earth, that may not be everybody's story. We're able to get a new 
just like a refreshing to our relationship and understanding of who he is and his character. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that because I know that hearing people who listen to the show and just knowing life and knowing what's happening in my girlfriend's world around us is that life is just hard sometimes. And I like how you cleared up the myth that if you follow Jesus, everything will be perfect because it's so far from the truth. (laughs) Things are thrown at us and diseases and death and loss of jobs and, you know, loss of like dreams, all those things. Um, But it doesn't have to be the end of us. And, And when you're talking about like dealing with your lupus and knowing that like maybe things just look different, but it doesn't mean that you can't do certain things. You're pretty passionate about talking with women about that. Do you see that women kind of let things come at them and then pull them down? Absolutely. I think that a lot of times, like what I saw was when I became a mother, like God pushed me to start doing things. Like, Mm. I'm like, man, I wasn't feeling like I had a lot of time before I had kids, but I wasn't doing half of the things that I'm doing now because I just, I guess I just was wasting my time. Mm. But when I had have kids now, you know, obviously I'm a little bit more focused in certain things, but it seems like I have a lot less time, but he's put a lot more on my, on my plate. And I think a lot of times when women have different things come up that either burden them, it could be in their health, it could be in their marriage, it could be in their family. And they decide that they are going, like, if God has given you something and he's put that inside of you, I believe that it can be walked out in every season. It may not look the same in every season. And I think that's where women kind of struggle because we always want to do everything 100% Mm. as much as we can, as best as we can every time. We have a lot of type A personalities. If it's not organized and it's not in this order, then it must not be. But that's not true. God did a lot of things in a lot of broken places. And I think that we so often will put on the back burner things that God has given us to do because we it, we have expectations of how it should look. And if it doesn't look like that, then it must not be God. But that's not true. He is He, he continues to like baffle me in that, that my expectations on things need to be taken off Mm. and just do as he has he asked me to do because every area where I am weak he is strong every area where I lack he is the fullness and the wholeness of that and I love speaking that into women's lives because I think that's an area that we struggle often Mm, so much often um and even talking about like this is you know a soapbox I get on all the time about sharing our weakness. And you just talked, you just yes. mentioned that. And I feel like so many times as women, we feel like, oh, I can't share my weakness because then I look weak. And I always am like, man, if I share my weakness, I actually, what that does is I get to point you to Jesus. Yes, Because absolutely. I'm like, look at me, I can't do it. Jesus can, Jesus is better. Like, exactly. Jesus is in charge. Glory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard for us women to do that. But what I notice, I don't know if you see this as well, Gina, is that when someone says something that they're struggling with or a weakness that they have or a fear that they have or a sin struggle or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. it opens up. It takes like all the, it takes the elephant out of the room and everyone else yeah. can be like, man, me too. Like I'm struggling. Me too. Me exactly. too. And then exactly. instead of it just sitting there, then we get to, that's when we get to say like, I know me too, but look how Jesus, look how awesome he is. And look mm-hmm. what he's doing in us in spite of ourselves. Yes. Yes. That's so true. And I think that's what's awesome is because it, it opens up a discussion where there's like taboo topics of things that we don't discuss, even in the Christianity, even in Christianity that, oh, it's not, you know, 
some people believe that we should never talk about it or we don't, you know, we don't bring it up. We don't bring, we don't bring up like mental health issues or mm-hmm. depression and that kind of stuff. And, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't bring that up, but it's real. It happens. We don't want to bring up sickness and death and disease, but it's real and it's happening. Mm-hmm. So if we're not bringing it up. We're missing opportunity where we can point people to Jesus, where we can give people faith to continue to believe and go on. And I think that's really like, I started this like small account. I I really, I need to get back to it. I started this account. God told me to like start this account to just encourage people in the middle of their diagnosis. So it's called Despite the Diagnosis. And it's just about sharing faith and like saying like, let's see ourselves whole as the way that God sees us, but let's share in our weaknesses of whatever we're going through right now in the midst. So many times people don't want to talk about when they're in the middle. They just want to talk about it when they're, when it's in the past. Yeah, Mm. we got through that. We got through that, you know, but so many people are in the middle of a struggle. They're in the midst of of a situation and they need like encouragement and faith in the midst of it. Mm. And to know they're not alone. Yes, yes. I think that when you were listening about those things that sometimes we feel as though there's not a safe place to say mental illness, depression, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would even say like, even like um, porn, things like that. You know, like yes. people are like, oh, yes. I can't, if, if I if I feel so alone in this. I feel like yes. no one else would understand. Um, and that's why we need voices to say, I do get it. Like I struggle as well. And it doesn't make you weak. It just makes you a believer who's following Jesus and letting him work in your life. Yeah. Um, Girl, right, so let's just good. keep on preaching right here. I know, right? <laughs> Bring Come it. Come to church today, guys. Come to church today. <laughs> um, okay, you also told me this. You said you don't think you can ever influence the world by trying to be like it. What do you mean by that? I think that, well, it kind of comes into the whole comparison is the thief of joy. You've seen people right. write all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. You know, community over competition, thoughts, that kind of thing where we sit and we look at everybody else and we're like, oh, this is the way they're doing it. So that means I have to do it like this. Mm. And I think that we lose power in that. We lose power in just trying to do everything like other people. I think that there is wisdom in, you know, getting mentorship and different things and, and being able to take and look at someone else's life and how they've gone through things and take it. But I think that you have to take it with God and you have to take it with the word and you have to take it with the path that he has for you. For example, when I first started uh, an illustration, I had, I literally followed so many different accounts and different people and was like, oh my gosh, I just love what they're doing. But then it started bringing me down and God's like, I have something for you. Like, do you know that I have something that is specifically for you that you don't have to look at all these other people and what they're doing to try to figure out where you're headed? Look to me, you know, I have something for you. And at that point, I literally stopped following like so many accounts. I just had to take people out. I was like, take it out. For sure. Yeah. Take it out of your timeline. Take it out of your, you know, stop looking up on them. Like, stop. Look at what I have for you and what the promises I've given you and walk fully in that. And I believe that when we do that, we're not trying to be like anybody else. We're trying to be like ourselves. Mm. When we start coming towards our identity in Christ and who we who we are to him and we understand that, we can walk confidently and boldly in the skin that he's given us, in the voice that he's given us, in the um, creativity or craft or talent that he's given us. And that will influence others to look. That will be uh, the light 
um, you know, I let our light so shine. Mm-hmm. That will be our light, you know? And so that's what, that's what that means to me. I love that. And I think that, you know, there are so many spiritual aspects of that as well, but also let's look at a practical point. Like you said, you've been running your own business for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a day and age where literally anyone can go out and create a job for themselves. I mean, you know, we have the internet. It feels like just possibilities are endless, right? Um, And so I have a lot of girlfriends who are creatives and doing things and building their own businesses and just kind of stepping out on faith to do things like that. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, when you're in the beginning stages, it is hard not to look around. Oh, yeah. It is hard. But... When we look around, and let's look at it from a business standpoint and not just from a spiritual standpoint, I think you lose a little bit of your creativity and who you are when you're trying to just create what other people are already creating. Exactly, exactly. And I think, like, for me, for sure, when it comes to where I gain creativity, like, with illustrating, um, sometimes I'll look at different places just to get ideas of colors and Mm -hmm. things, but then I have to turn it off. Like, I have to... um, like I have a, a time where I can just look and browse and get, gather inspiration. But at some point that has to stop. Like, so, mm. like now I need to say, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? How should I, and a lot of times he doesn't use any of the things that I thought that he should have used or right. I thought, you know, or trendy or this. One thing that he kept showing me last year when I was creating would be like, you know, when you create, create from a place of worship, like mm. literally get in the zone and just bring forth what is in you. Cause I put, I put things inside of you, just let it out. And so like when I create, I'm just like, all right, I'm just letting it out. And it's, it's amazing what, when I share those different things, people are just like, wow, that's um, kind of how I found my style was I just Mm. found me. And I just was like, I'm going to create what's in me. I'm going to stop looking at everyone else or even listening to people. Because I think sometimes people can throw you off in that way and say, well, I really liked when you did this. And maybe that's not really where God wants you or has you. And you're just like, well, they liked it. So I'm Mm -hmm. just going to do that, you know? So yeah, that's kind of how I think about all of that. <laughs> that's good. I think about that when people come to me and talk about starting podcasts. Um, and I'm I'm always like, yes, do it. Yes, there's room for everybody. But I'm mm. always like, what what is it that you want to create? Because don't just look around and see like, oh, these are the ones that are doing good. I'll just make a show just like that. Exactly. But, but what is in you? Like, what is it that you want to say? What is it that you want to talk about? What is that platform that you want to build? And so, yes, women, here's the exactly. here's the here's the bottom line. Look to Jesus and run your race. Yes. There you go. I love it. There it is. Uh, Okay. So Gina, what, how about we do this? Because I am absolutely in love with what you're doing online. And you told me that we could give something away. So let's give something away to a listener. How do you feel about that? I would love to do that. Let's do it. Okay. So some of my favorite things that you do are the family portraits that you do. And so you and I talked about this. I'm not just telling you what to do here, but how about (laughs) we do a family portrait up to six people. And then um, it's an eight by 10. And I'm going to run this over on my um, Instagram. So the day this show comes out, go find me on Instagram. And then we'll also find you on Instagram and we'll link it all up and we'll do a giveaway. All the details will be there uh, for sure. Are you a reader? I love it. I am a reader. What are you reading? Yeah. Well, I'm reading right now. I'm in the in between like three different books. So I'm reading, I, I really want to read the Magnolia story from mm-hmm. Joanna and Jeff yes. I just love them. I love yes. them. Uh-huh. Um, another one that I keep jumping into is Creative Ink, which is like a freelance kind of guide book. And it's really good. It's really, it has really good tips and things about like running your business. 
the other book that I'm reading, I'm reading the Bible and I didn't want to come off like I'm reading the Bible, but <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> I know. I, um, one of my brother's friends came up, uh, ran a Kickstarter campaign for like this Bible study, like a study of the Bible in a year for like uh-huh. a, a, like a younger adult series. Okay. And so I ended up getting it. And right now I'm reading the Bible front to back. I've never done it before. And so, no, I'm in Exodus. So I just started, but <laughs> it's good because it's given me a lot of things that I didn't know. I feel like we quote and we talk about a lot of the same things and it's given me a lot of good back information that I never knew, even though I grew up in the church and was like, knew the word like in my entire life. So right. that's kind of what I'm, what I'm working, what I'm reading right now. That's cool. Um, I remember as a kid, my grandpa would read his Bible every morning. Like I saw my grandpa in the word a lot. Mm-hmm. And when my grandma passed away last year, I was at her house and I found my grandpa's Bible. And so uh, it's like a cherished thing to me because it has his handwriting a, in it. And oh. His notes, I know. And in the very front, and I know that he used to tell me that he read the Bible like front to cover a lot. And uh-huh. in the very front of the Bible is like hashtag marks and there's 47 of them. And so that tells me that he read front to cover wow. 47 times. And I just think that's so cool that I that's have that so and that awesome. he did that. Yeah. Um, okay, Gina, it was such a joy to have you on the happy hour today. And I cannot wait to give away this portrait because I love your your artistic style and everything you got going on. And so thank you just also for encouraging women to live out their giftings and their seasons and not look around and to kind of like press into the hard times because God's there and he's going to do something in us. So thank you so very much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor and I'm just excited to share this message with other women. So nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, wasn't that fun chat with Gina? I love her faith journey and the way that she's encouraging women to share their weaknesses because it points us to Jesus. I love that. If you are in the midst of a struggle, I pray that you will find friends to walk through it with you. I feel like we had such a great conversation today. So if you want to keep talking about this, find us over at Facebook and we'll keep chatting. It's jamieivy.com slash happy hour Facebook. Guys, Gina also is super kind and she's giving us a coupon code for her webpage. It's 30% off for all of you guys with JIV30. That's JIV30 over at her webpage, a spoonful of faith.com. Guys, also, she's giving us a giveaway, a family portrait with up to six people, an eight by 10. Just head on over to the Happy Hour Facebook page at jamieivy.com slash happy hour Facebook, and we'll do the giveaway over there. If you missed that, don't worry. We put everything up in our show notes. You can find those at my webpage, jamieivy.com. Also, you guys, this is so exciting. If you don't know, I hope you know, I have a book releasing at the end of January. So we're basically almost a month out from me releasing my first book into the world. And I'm so excited. And you listeners have been such an amazing encouragement to me. I wanted to let you know that just yesterday, we posted on my webpage a card that you can actually print out to give to someone for Christmas, telling them that you bought them my book as a Christmas gift, even though it won't arrive to them until January 30th. But we still wanted to provide a way for you to give this book as a Christmas gift. So go check that out, jamieivy.com. Guys, today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music is from Jason Pope. Next week, my guest is two ladies who are masterminds behind the blog Thriving Home and the newest cookbook from them, From Freezer to Table. 
which is so fun. We all three chatted together. And let me tell you, I was inspired to throw a freezer party and I promise you will too. In fact, I'm thinking this just might be some of your New Year's resolutions to do some freezer cooking to make life easier for you and your family and create healthy meals, which bring everybody around the table. Come back next week and listen to us chat about this plus so much more. Guys, enjoy your week, share this show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. 